Now, what are you watching? What are you guys watching? What are you watching? What are you watching, guys? What's this show? Is it new? What is this show? What are you watching? What are you watching? What are you watching? Okay, that's it. That's enough screen time, people. Let's all take a 10-minute break. No more TV. Turn it off now. Welcome back to another episode of Screen Time is Cancelled. I'm Aaron. I'm Andy. And this week we did a newish Netflix show called Rainbow Rangers. I experienced this show. <laughs> I don't I don't know what else to say about it yet. It's a it's a really weird one. It's a weird one to try and wrap my head around. And the more I learned about it, the more I found myself having difficulty forming opinions on it. <laughs> I think it's one of those shows that has a problem where there's just too much going on. It's got a lot of conflicting themes and ideas. Again, the more I read about it, the more I was unsure of what this show was or what it was trying to accomplish. And I think it brings up some interesting topics about children's TV shows as a and whole what morals are useful to have for what age range and what ethical issues are brought up by what we watch today <laughs> we'll get to that yeah we will we'll get so, there why don't you tell us a little bit about the concept behind rainbow rangers andrew rainbow rangers is uh, another of these computer animated shows about a squad of youngins who are out to save the day you sounded like such an old man that's what i was trying another to do. of these computer generated like oh god there's so many there's too many i'm old there's <laughs> there's there's so many of these shows now though that are just like here is a squad of young people and they're solving a new problem they're like they're it's another rescue squad show you're not helping yourself with the youngins and the young people <laughs> look all of these weird newfangled shows that you you're playing scream, on the internet. Get off my lawn and I don't like fun and then we can be done with it. No, there's just a there's just a whole ton of these shows out now about like young rescue squads. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like So a... so you didn't need to make the comment about how it was computer generated or that it <laughs> had well, youngins in it. Well, they're like all of the new shows are computer animated now, right? Yeah, because it's cheaper and easier and oh, faster yeah. to produce. Well, I'm not. I'm not saying like because that's because young animators don't have work ethic and they have no gumption and they all want to live off unemployment checks like they're lazy millennials. I'm just saying that like the majority of the shows that we're seeing now uh, that we've watched have been this computer animated style. Mm -hmm. And I was just trying to, you know, it's an animated show, but it's not hand-drawn. It's not yeah. one of those. Remember back in like the 2000s when a lot of shows were being done in Flash mm -hmm. and you kind of tell? Mm-hmm. Like, You're secretly the guy who yells about how your job is going to be taken away by a robot, aren't you? I hope my job is... Well, no. The problem with my job being taken away by a robot is I don't keep getting paid. Like, if they yes. could keep paying me, but then robot did my job, what I need is I need to build the robot myself and not tell my boss. Whatever you do, don't build it like that... Was it Paw Patrol? The no. Waiterbot? Yeah, Waiterbot. Yeah. Don't build it like that. Yeah, Waiter... That was our first episode about Waiterbots and Pie Clones. Was it? Yeah. Wow. Go back and listen to it. Episode one. Just go to our page. It's a real good one. And then scroll until you can't scroll no more. Mm -hmm. And then hit play. Sure. And then listen with your heart. Either way, Rainbow Rangers takes place in some sort of magic land that might be in space or not. I couldn't really tell. I think it's in space because, spoiler, the second story in this episode, they seem to have a real easy time moving from wherever it is that they are into space 
I can tell you that the according to Wikipedia, they live in the magical land of Kaleidoscopia, which is a bad name for a magical land. <laughs> uh, just objectively, we don't have to discuss it. It's just scientifically a bad name. Mm-hmm. There are seven nine-year-old girls. Their names are Rosie Red, Mandarin Orange, Anna Banana, Peppermints, Bonnie Blueberry, Indigo All Fruit, and Lavender La Violette. All these names. It all sounds like the selections at like a kind of mediocre gelato place. Mm-hmm. Also there is Kalia? Kalia? I had no Kalia? idea they had a name, so cool. The, the kind of like Gaia in Captain Planet, mm-hmm. but with rainbow hair. Sure. And not looking like some sort of foxy earth goddess, but just looking like some weird rainbow-haired hippie in space. Yep. And then there's a rainbow name, a rainbow unicorn named Floof, who talks by saying Floof. Which just proves our theory that when animals walk and move, they just say their name. Yeah. Yeah, This and this is a theory that you've expounded many times, that all animals... Was it me that came up with it? I think so. I'm going to blame it on you. Okay. Do you want to give an example Look, I'm okay with sounding like an idiot in front of you. <laughs> okay, that's fine. So we thought that when animals walk, they make their name as their sound. So a dog, when they were walking or trotting along, you know, the side of the road, they'd be saying doggy, 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 while they walk. And what about like it, a cow? Really? What would a cow do? I think for I think dog was the only one where we made it while they were walking. I think with other animals, it was more like. The noise that they're making instead was like cow instead of moo, you know? <laughs> that was great. Now, just, just to be clear, was this something that we did after we had a child? Yes. Was this something we did before we had a child as well? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is why we're uniquely qualified to watch and talk about children's tv shows mm-hmm. is because we're basically children with jobs we're idiots yeah that that's a much nicer way to phrase it <laughs> so all these kids in space or kaleidoscope land um hang around in space and wait for rainbow-haired gaia hippie to tell them that something's going wrong and then they hop on their scooty puff juniors and they fly down to earth <laughs> and then they solve whatever the problem is Junior. Remember the Scooty Puff Juniors? No. Oh, it's from Futurama. Oh. <laughs> and this show has its own version of Mayor Humdinger, which sounds basically like Mayor Humdinger impression, not done very well, mm-hmm. by the name of Preston Praxton, which is a good name. That's a good villain name. Eh. And he seems just to be your standard rich capitalist that's doing bad all the time. Based on the villain naming conventions that I know, the correct name would have been Preston Praxley. Preston Praxley. Because I I feel like what bothers me about it, this is boring, I'm sorry. (laughs) This is is good. The end of the first name and the last name is the same. And there's alliteration. Okay. And that's too much. Okay. And and it's all, it's actually, it's not even like just the, the... the first two letters, not even just the P. Yeah, it's PR. It's actually only as as I'm looking at their name, and this is this is just riveting stuff. Um, it's only <laughs> two letters different. Yeah. It's E S and A X. Again, it's not I I would have gone a different way, but they didn't ask me, so you know. <laughs> well, the creators of this show didn't need to ask you because they've got just a wide raft of things under their belt. You've Do got tell. Rob Minkoff. Who you might remember directing things like The Lion King. The original? Yep. And Stuart Little. Wow. 
and The Haunted Mansion starring Eddie Murphy. Is he directing this? And Mr. Peabody and Sherman, that movie that everyone forgot came out. Yeah, he's directing this. Um, he's he's one of the creators. Weird. Yeah. Also, Elise Allen, who you might remember from something called Rainbow Rangers. Wait, that's what we're Thing talking we're about watching. here. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> From she, the thing that we watched, she also she also watched, wrote a bunch of Barbie film movies. Was it the Barbie's Dreamhouse show that or adventure or whatever that we no, watched? No, no. She she wrote. Um, I don't like, think I'd ever seen a Barbie movie until I was an adult. I think we need to watch a Barbie movie. I think that's just something that we need to find. I mean, I'm sure your sister has some suggestions. For you know, her it's going to be the Princess and the Pauper. Uh, I don't know if she wrote because I don't know if Princess and the Pauper is actually the name of the one, but um, she wrote like Barbie Fairytopia, Barbie Diaries, Barbie Mermaid Tale, Barbie Fairy Fashion Tale. You're listing you know these. these like we have. These any... are all just <laughs> in the zeitgeist. We've all we've all seen Barbie a Fairy Secret. So I take hope that. that nobody listening and nobody talking has ever seen that she also wrote um one episode of the classic 1996 show saved by the bell the new class oh nice that i did watch <laughs> and four episodes of polly pocket we also watched that if i was smart and i was diligent and a good researcher i would have looked up if she had written either of the episodes that we watched for this show but i didn't Meh. do any of that um so yeah th these are these are two accomplished people People who have, you know, a history in doing things that aren't necessarily terrible. Which makes it weird that this came out of them. I decided to go on Twitter and see what people were saying about this show. Oh, God. Yeah. You know, because that's what news shows do now, rather than actually have, like, actual news content. They just read what people are saying about news stories on Twitter. And Reddit. Yeah, and Reddit. So I figured I would just do the same thing. Sure. That's Mr. White says, whoever invented Rainbow Rangers, me and you are not friends right now. <laughs> My uh, kid won't stop watching it. Yep, that's fair. I would be... Not thrilled if Sam decided he wanted to watch this all the time. Maggie Wiggins says, How did no one warn me about Rainbow Rangers? The animation is nightmarish and the song will be in your brain forever. I have no recollection of the song, so I don't know about that, but um, wasn't a good one. David Atkins says, If you were involved in any way with Rainbow Rangers, I hope you trip, fall, and accidentally crucify yourself. <laughs> Yikes. That one seems That's that one seems bad. a bit rough. Yeah, it's had harsh. I mean, come on, David. It at least has a <laughs> unicorn that says its name. Yeah, David. Get it together. Set your priorities. Granted, that's possibly its only redeeming quality, but Well. I don't know about crucifixion. Okay. That's a bit much. I want you to start talking about the episode now. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'll give you a real intro. Okay, that's what I figured. Hey, Aaron, why don't you tell us what happened in this episode? Okay. We watched episode 114, which was two stories, Henpecked and Rangers in Space. Mm -hmm. I love that when we're choosing a random episode for some of these shows, we have no concept of what they're about. But if there's an episode in space, that's the one we're going for. Gotta go for space. Because <laughs> it's guaranteed to be ridiculous and not let down. Yeah, this did not disappoint for space ridiculousness. So the long and short of Henpecked is that the big bad in this episode is that, what's his name? Paxton? Praxton Praxton? Praxton, Praxton Preston? Preston, whatever his name is. Preston Praxton. I'm going to call him Peepee because <laughs> that's what he is. Oh, got him. Got him. Oh, uh. burn. <laughs> 
So PP gets his panties in a bunch and decides he needs to make more money. So he buys a shit ton of chickens mm-hmm. and he essentially sets up factory farming, <laughs> which is not funny. Factory farming is fucking terrible. But <laughs> there is something hilarious about seeing these three little rainbow rangers coming down to earth on their Scooty Puff Juniors towards a high density feedlot. Yeah. Like the, it's like, just. This is what fake Gaia brings up. And says is the big bad that they need to fix is this the the chickens are sad. <laughs> <laughs> They're sad. They're missing feathers, which yep. apparently is a real thing. If chickens are stressed, they will pluck out their feathers. Um, and we need to go find out why. So go down to Earth and figure that shit out. So they go down to Earth and the purple one, whose name I didn't care to learn. Uh, um, it's, it's cool. Don't tell me. Violet Violetta or okay, something. Fine. Lavender La Violette. She says that don't worry essentially don't worry about it it's probably intentional they're just keeping up a style yeah and then when that's clearly not the case and she sees that they're sad she's like oh no worries dude i'll make them a fucking toupee out of marshmallow that floof shot from his horn a purple marshmallow (laughs) chicken toupee i cannot make this up what I loved about it is that the toupee went from the top of their head, of the chicken's head, down to cover, like, their bare chest as well. Yeah. And then in seconds, the chicken shook it off. Because, of course. Can you imagine someone wearing a toupee that went down their sideburns <laughs> to their front beard, <laughs> down their neck beard, and then covered, like, a bare chest? Like, just all of that kind of... It's like a mascot head at that point. Like, it's, <laughs> that's, you're, you're getting to furry territory and you're a chicken. I don't know how that works. And then, so after the, the toupee debacle, which clearly does not work because chicken, um, there's this thing that's never explained. It's like this <laughs> wave of red. And it appears that it hurts the Rainbow Rangers. Like they're, they're like, oh, our ears, our brain or whatever. Um, and the chickens just become like hypnotized, I think. And they like walk into the um, the cages. There's some kind of like fucking psychic chicken energy alarm. Yeah, that I don't just know goes off and all the chickens like fall in line and go back inside the and it's never mentioned again no well, <laughs> as a child you know about psychic chicken energy this is something they would have taught you in one of your psychic animal energy classes yeah that's true and then you would just know like oh that's that's what i don't know whoever it was anna banana was tapping into anna banana is one that can talk to animals yeah that's not a bad kids show name that one's better than anna banana fake guy or whatever the bad guy um so <laughs> while i continue not to know the names of anyone in the show um don't worry i have notes yeah cool <laughs> the fact that this episode is about factory farming is the weirdest thing i think i've ever seen on a kid's show but what's better is that the big solution to solve oh the problem oh my god is to talk to the bad guy and then they convince him to do the right thing and let the chickens essentially free range, it seems like, by stuffing all of the chickens into his office <laughs> to show him what's it, what it's like to be stuffed into a cage. And then explaining that chickens like space and that more chickens with more space equals more eggs equals more money. And he's like, oh, that math checks out. And then they just decides to get rid of the hoop house, which, by the way, is a button press away. <laughs> this this is where I got really frustrated with this show. Wait. 
Oh, Very sorry. last thing. Yeah. He shakes hands with a chicken in agreement to, <laughs> to get rid of the hoop house. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You, you, you also missed the point where he's sitting there talking to himself and he says, you're good enough. You're smart enough. And gosh darn it. People fear you. I, di- I didn't write that down, but I thought it was a very strange reference to make. And that was where I was wondering, like, okay. Because my, my first thought was, and I think you had this as well, that this was an imported show. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it almost seemed like at first, like the it was dubbed over or something. But it's not. This is an American show. And that was what made me think like, okay, this is an American show or this was a very, this was not a lazily localized show. Like they actually tried to put in correct references to things. The thing that bugged me so much about this, and this is where things really confuse me. Because the solution to their problem, as you said, was basically like, was happier chickens lay more eggs and they solved the problem of capitalism with different capitalism (laughs) like the problem was he had no regard for his chickens and was just trying to squeeze as much as he could out of them and was doing so inefficiently like they didn't say like what you're doing is evil what you're doing is wrong yeah you hurt because he makes the point a number of times chickens don't feel anything right chickens can't feel pain chickens don't care they don't feel exactly he says that several times and they don't really fight that idea they're just like okay we're not going to fight the argument about whether or not it's okay to cage up chickens and eat their eggs or whatever and we're not going to go into any of the real specifics and details of factory farming either we're just going to argue that your idea of the efficiency of this capitalistic prospect is wrong and there's actually a more efficient way to get more capital out of these chickens yeah it's so cute and so gross and is it cute i wouldn't uh, i wouldn't well, it's use cu- that word it's cute i guess it, it's cute in this kind of like oh honey yeah well <laughs> in, like, in, oh, honey, in like a very like oh if you just point out to the businessman that what he's doing like we could solve all of the evil things that this businessman is doing by just finding a more profitable way for him to do things that isn't as evil like, we gave him we gave him a way to make more money for free and get no credit or money for our idea. Yeah, we just we're women. We just <laughs> hashtag, hashtag boss babe. It was just it was so weird. And this is a show that, uh, according to some of the other stuff I was reading on Twitter, the first two episodes were about the effects of climate change. Really? Like, this is a thing that has come up a number of times in episodes of this show, is the idea of environmentalism, anti-capitalism, climate change. Oh, climate change. weird. Right? But the, these... Now I kind of want to hate watch more episodes, but I don't think I can. It's... So, I want to ask this question, this discussion question, and maybe this is a bit more higher, a high level of a, of a conversation than you and I are qualified to have. <laughs> We're not qualified to have most conversations. (laughs) But let's say that I'm making a show about the effects, like a Captain Planet type show or a Rainbow Rangers, a show at the the effects of capitalism and climate change and the environment. Would you expect that I would also launch a toy line on Walmart and Amazon? No, I also wouldn't be using those themes on a show that's very clearly marketed towards like six year olds. Yeah. That's it, a lot. It, it is a lot. And it's also going to go over their heads. And it's the unfortunate thing is, if this were better mm-hmm. in a number of ways, the message may have reached parents or siblings that were older. But it's not. It's bad. And so parents <laughs> and siblings are going to avoid it or ignore it. And it's going to go right over the kid's head 
making the message pointless. I almost want to give this show credit for even attempting to tackle the idea of factory farming and high-density feedlots to six-year-olds. Even as misguided as that is, it's at least like Ricky Zoom, when we watched that, that was another rescue show, and it was the most boring, stupid thing we were watching. I'm like, oh my god, what's the final trick in his thing gonna be? Can he come up with a cool trick? Are we gonna get to see the trick in time? Like, nothing there. If this is a show that's actually attempting to tackle something like climate change, even poorly. And see, I don't want to give it any credit because they did it poorly. Because, again, if if this is something that if this is something you want to do, you want to do a rescue, you know, uh, super squad sort of show, because that's I think we forgot to mention there's this montage at the beginning of every episode where all of the Rainbow Rangers are introduced and you get their name and their superpower and whatever. And it's cheesy and it happens in both stories. So twice in an episode and it's not great to watch. <laughs> but no, it happens. it's not. It's a thing that happens. Um, so if you want to make this like superhero, super squad rescue show and you want to make it about modern problems, that idea is a good one. And done well, it could be all like if you were to somehow make like the Owl House, which is a show we checked out recently. I think it's on Amazon Prime. I forget where we saw it. Oh, it was... I think it's Disney. Okay, Disney. It was it was good. I yeah, liked it, was, it. It was too good to talk about here. Yeah, we we were gonna do an episode about it, but frankly, all we just were going to say is, "Oh, I like that show." Yeah. If if you wanna if you wanna imagine what that was, go listen to our Nico in the Sword of Light episode. Yeah, and just similar. Swap Nico with Owl House in your head, and you'll hear that same episode. Yeah. Um and. That was the other one I was going to bring up, Nico and the Sword of Light. If you want to take a show like that and use modern themes in it, it's skewed to a little bit older of an audience. And then if you don't couple it with what can you do as a kid? I feel like there were shows in the 90s that did this. That basically you had your show with a storyline and you watched it. And then at the end, there was like a one minute clip from one of the voice actors or just a rando famous person or something. And they would say like, if you want to help with climate change, if you want to help save the pandas, whatever it was, you can do it by doing this. Ask your parents for help. Yeah. And so this show does makes no attempt to (laughs) do it, do a good job to reach out to the audience that can do anything about the problems that they're talking about. Mm -hmm. And just mean this, crappy show like it wasn't i don't know i don't want to give them any credit because i don't think they did anything i think they they had an idea and they executed it so horribly that it's not even an idea anymore (laughs) it's just like a thing (laughs) it's an amorphous blob i don't know i'm i'm very torn because like on a very realistic standpoint there's literally nothing you or i or these children can do about climate change because the majority of pollution and all the things that would need to change are being done by very large corporations that we cannot affect by cutting plastic out of our daily life or eating less red meat whereas like and that's not fun sure but we can't do anything about most of the major modern problems so if you're going to talk about them you choose to talk about the thing it's it's like with anxiety or or depression or any of those uh mental health issues where you have an issue with the things that you cannot control you control what you can control and what you can control is 
you can recycle, you can grow your own vegetables, you can buy local, you can shop small. Like, there are things that you can do. It makes an extremely small impact. But let me tell you what, it does a really good thing for your brain to feel like you're helping instead of feeling helpless. So what you're saying is that it's not realistic that a six or a seven-year-old could approach the owner of a high-density feedlot and <laughs> convince them that with the push of a button, they should switch to a more free-range environment because they might get better yield out of their chickens. No. You know, I'd like to say that a cute little kid could go up to the head of ConAgra or Monsanto or something and be like, you should stop. That's not nice. And they'd be like, oh my God, you're right. <laughs> And just fix everything. But I don't think that's going to happen. Well, what if the cute little kid went up to the head of like ConAgra Monsanto and said, you need to reevaluate your KPIs as far as, <laughs> as far as this production is going. Like, do you think that might have a better? Yeah. I mean, depends on how cute they are. Yeah. Like a, re- like a really cute kid. Huge with like a bow tie eyes. And a oh suit. my God, bow tie. Yeah. Okay. A little a little kid with like I mean, slick back hair. Sold. I would be sold. Or a little girl in like a Laura Bush pantsuit. You're right, tiny human. Right. Let's go fix our business. <laughs> let me let me sit you down in front of my QuickBooks. You let me know what's going on. <laughs> They're just sitting there like they have to plug in. They have to. <laughs> we have the three. Beep. Beep. <laughs> Got this fucking 3D printer behind me. And it's. I thought we had another couple hours till it finished. <laughs> All right. Well, there's that. I was just picturing the little kid walking in and like plugging in. We have that one button big mouse that's, that Sam uses. <laughs> oh, yeah, and like one of those big, huge typeface keyboards. And they have like a booster seat for the chair. Yeah. So I guess to kind of go back to the the original ethical question I was trying to ask, obviously this show needs to be profitable to continue. Mm-hmm. And part of being profitable is having a successful toy line. Mm-hmm. And that would make it profitable to keep, you know, and make it worthwhile keep going and to continue spreading this ill-conceived and confusing message of environmentalism and anti-capitalism to children, which is great. But does it completely undercut their message? Yes, it does. To have (laughs) a toy line through Amazon and through Walmart provided by Fisher Price? Yes. Okay, good. So this doesn't really need to have a discussion on it. We both agree. Yeah, I don't don't know much about Fisher Price as a company. I don't know if they're, if they have good green practices or any of that stuff um but yes amazon and walmart are i'm pretty sure high up there on companies that do not have many if any green practices and are not helping the climate one friggin bit why don't you tell us about rangers in space andrew we're getting this really nice vista of space kind of panning and then there's this like jalopy space shuttle that's flying through the air and a piece just cracks off of it and just Hits a satellite, knocks it right out. This is a problem. Hippie Gaia with rainbow hair calls all of the rainbow kids into the room. And she's like, hey, look, there's space junk all over the place. And it's tearing the shit out of satellites. And we need to clean that up. You need to go find this jalopy spaceship and figure out what's going on with this and how we can fix it. And to go from factory farming to saving satellites is just a wild pivot. It really is. What's so great is if we had tried to make this a topical timed episode i think we we couldn't have done a better job because the space jalopy is actually preston praxton's spaceship that he built himself as a billionaire to fly into space good old pp <laughs> good old pp is a billionaire in space you may have heard about these billionaires in space in the news recently uh-huh. but pp did it 
at some point. I can't. I don't actually know when this episode they originally had a aired. few more dollars than he did. I'm guessing. Yes. Yes. Well, in my assumption is that when Jeffrey Bezos went into space, his jalopy spaceship didn't fall apart. That's that's just my assumption. I don't. Did I don't you just actually call him Jeffrey Bezos because of the, the song. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. It, in my head, he's now Jeffrey Bezos that's from fair. that. Okay. So, anyways, Preston Praxton and his daughter Priscilla or something. I don't know. Patty. Is it a P name? I it, didn't it even is, know. You, you didn't know it's going it. to be a P name. I, okay. Him and his whole PP clan are all going to be P names. <laughs> so would she be PPP? Yeah. What? What? I don't know. PPP? Personal. What is the PPP loan <laughs> that went out for businesses? Oh, um, personal provolone panini. Mm, right? I want one of them. I hope there's other things on there. Pastrami. <laughs> pesto. Ooh. This actually sounds really good. <laughs> Parmesan. Yeah. And peanut brittle. Oh, you could have gone with pepperoncinis. Oh, yeah. And pepperoni, other types of peppers. <laughs> but I went with peanut brittle. <laughs> because you're a weirdo. <laughs> well, you know what it does is it adds some crunch. Mm-hmm. It adds a different texture. Gross. A little bit of sweetness to cut through. I don't want it. Not anymore. <laughs> the cheesiness of the provolone. I'm all good. What's PP doing in his uh, shitty space shuttle? He is setting up his own, like, space tourism business, like Virgin Galactic or whatever Jeffrey Bezos' one's called, or the Blue third Origin. one. Blue Origin, SpaceX, whatever. All of them. He's doing the same thing. And he's going to charge millionaires to go to space in his little space jalopy. And his daughter's like, that's super cool. But And he's going to make billions because he spent, what did, I forget the phrase he used, but he didn't spend much on the aircraft or the spacecraft. Yes. Yeah. He, he got it cheap. He's, it's like old technology. The rescue rainbow shows up and they're like, hey, stop it. <laughs> rescue rainbow. Good enough. You stop it right now. And he's like, no, I don't want it. And they're like, no, 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 you're destroying stop everything. It. And he's like, no, I'm not gonna. And so then they just do almost like in a uh, in a demolition derby, like they just press the Scooty Puff Juniors against the side of the ship and start just pushing it towards Earth to make it land. And he's like, all right, fine. I'll I'll land. I'll land. And so he starts going down to land, but then he pulls out his iPhone and there's just a big red button on it that he pushes and the booby trap shoots at the back. But they don't know it's a booby trap. They just think it's a giant metal floating oubliette that's coming at them. And then it traps them and they're stuck inside this floating metal ball. I'm pretty sure he's shot his escape pod at them and screwed himself. (laughs) Also, I want to note that 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 space shuttle falling apart like it was would make it through the atmosphere of Earth. Like... They be dead. No, those those are all like decorative panels on the outside, like ah, like the chrome plating. Gotcha. And like the the, the you know the space truck nuts. Mm-hmm. That's that's what was falling off. It was nothing really important. And so where is he going to send them in the obliesque? Obliesque. <laughs> he, he he's going to shoot them into the fucking sun. <laughs> this was overreaction, much, dude. They're just telling you your space shuttle's falling apart, and you should probably go home. <laughs> And so he traps them and he launches them into the sun, which is also I want to note that there's no way. Is this a good show? (laughs) Do I like this? And one of the rangers that's back on planet whatever (laughs) watching apparently because they've got like CCTV everywhere. Yeah, uh, they they were like, "Oh, that's nice. It's probably cold in space. (laughs) Maybe they'll warm up a bit." Yeah, yeah, a bit. Then a lot. <laughs> then too much. 
then more of his space debris just fucking knocks out a huge satellite as he's heading down to Earth, and they don't know how to get out. Then he starts going through the atmosphere, and he's shaking, and it's like, you know, it's in all the things you see where they go into the atmosphere, and it's hot, and there's the atmosphere against it, and it's hot because of the atmosphere. He's like, hey, help me, rescue rangers, and they say, okay, but we can't because we're trapped in your your space pod. And he's, oh, yeah, you just got to hit the thing, hit the mirror, because there's a mirror in the... No, he, he, he tried to tell them that there was a secret exit, and then... Oh, but the space shuttle like fell apart more or something. Oh, no, because the satellite that he knocked out. Oh, right. That's with the, right. With another piece of debris. So now their their comms were down. And so the rangers had to figure it out on their own. And how mm. did they figure out the mirror? By hitting it. Well, also because they said the man who, why would a man who is super vain put a mirror in a space shuttle to stare at himself? That must be a hint. Uh, oh, did, did that like happen? That. Yeah. They, wow. They made some comment about his vanity and how that meant the mirror must be the secret door. I thought they were just like punching the wall and then like nope. they found the mirror and then it opened. But anyways, they got out of, they got out of that. I don't know what they did if they just allowed it to keep going into the sun. I don't know if it's safe to yeah, I don't know just either. throw junk into the sun. Probably I always not. wonder that like, could you dispose of trash by throwing it into a volcano? Is that how volcanoes work? Can you just throw shit in there and it melts? Uh, I mean... It depends on what it melts into, because hmm. lava is all the same molten rock, right? Yeah. Whereas if you're throwing trash and stuff, and then there's molten metal and molten other fibers, and maybe things burn up into the atmosphere, and that's bad. So I, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I, I think they burn trash, some trash. Yeah. But like, can you burn it in a volcano? Because that's already on fire. Yeah. I think it's probably an ecosystem thing. Okay. I Fine. would bet there's, um, you know how there's the uh, hot vents under the earth that, under the ocean that animals live in? Mm-hmm. I bet there's shit that lives around a, a volcano that you don't want to uh, And they wouldn't be ruin. like, appreciate, they wouldn't with appreciate garbage. being surrounded with half-melted Tonka trucks? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm just curious as like, if there's, if there's knock-on shooting a space capsule into the sun, mm-hmm. like, is that a thing that we should be worried about? But you know what? Again, the rescue rangers don't care. Rainbow rangers? Yeah, that too. Rescue Rangers is Chitch's Chip and Dale. <laughs> I feel like they would have done a good job handling this. I think so too. I think at one point they go to space. Oh, we should look for that. We should. We should be watching that. Yeah. So they get out of there and then they're flying around. And then the one who can make stuff with her magic, with her bracelet. What? I think. The one who can make stuff with her magic. <laughs> what? Uh, now look at my notes. Which one was it? Um, Make stuff with her magic. Yeah. I think it's the blue one. I mean, the powers are things like vision and strength and talking to animals and becoming small. Oh, it's the vision one. It's it's okay. um it's Bonnie Blueberry. She's got a Constructomax um wrist-mounted bracelet thing and she uses that to make the the I don't oh, know. Oh, this is the part that I think I missed cuz I went to the bathroom? Maybe. Like they they <laughs> I was shocked you didn't want me to pause it. <laughs> It's it's about to burn. The spaceship's about to burn up the atmosphere, and so she makes like a giant COVID mask to go over the front of it to protect it from the the heat of ah, yes. atmosphere stuff. Mm-hmm. And they they fly through there and they slip it on, and then he crash lands, and he's like, "Hey, we're done here. We're not doing this anymore. We're not doing any more space tourism." And they're like, "Yay, we fixed it. I guess it's NASA's problem to put a new satellite up there or and two. Somebody and, else's problem to clean up this mess." Yeah, we didn't actually, and we didn't actually clean up any of the space junk out there. We we just forced a man to crash land into the earth mm-hmm. but cool hooray we did it <laughs> you're all good rescue rangers and you saved the day rainbow rangers 
<laughs> what was that? I was trying to do like the you're all good pops and you no, saved the day. No, I know, but rainbow angels. Rainbow angels. <laughs> yeah, look. Oh, that's how Sam would have said it when he was little. Yeah. It was a weird second episode, and I kind of liked it more after the second episode because it was so weird and silly and not about a very specific topic that they were trying to summarize for six-year-olds. Yeah, it's weird. I don't, I don't know what it is I didn't like about it because I de- there are definitely shows that we've watched and talked about where I liked the silliness. Like Paw Patrol is a good example. It's not everybody's cup of tea. I know plenty of parents who don't like Paw Patrol, mm. but there's something about the way Mayor Humdinger operates and the puns and the weird contraptions that he builds that I just enjoy. And with this, I, I don't know. It was weird, but maybe not weird enough. Or uh, the there's not enough character development, which is a weird thing to say about <laughs> children's shows, but I guess it matters a bit. Like, what's the seasonal arc of Floof? Yeah. Aw, Floof. Yeah, we didn't actually talk about Floof at all. Floof is an amazing unicorn named Floof, and he's the only redeeming thing about this damn show. <laughs> at one point, they have apparently... They're Clubhouse, by the way, on whatever planet looks super cool mm. and i would totally play in it they have like a trampoline and a bunch of like slides and shit um but at one point they're all jumping on this trampoline and floof gets stuck in the ceiling by his horn and it, he's like hanging with his legs dangling it's pretty cute it was pretty cute i think for me the difference in tone between the first episode dealing with factory farming and the second one just dealing with like a space idiot. A space idiot. Yeah, like it just it felt weird mm-hmm. to to have those two side by side. And sure did. I think if it had been two environmental themed ones or two silly space idiot ones, I could have handled either one, and I would have enjoyed it more. But having it kind of split like that, I don't know. It totally it shifted weird. I think what you're trying to say, Andrew, is mm. that this is a bad show. <laughs> And parents should avoid it if they can. Mm. And if they can't, they should find something else to do while being in the room. You think so? Yes. I'm hesitant to give it as strong of a judgment as you are. And You would be the only one. (laughs) According to Twitter. And I, I say that because I think that... I think I'm not ready to pass as harsh of a judgment on until I've seen another episode. I, I want to know which way it leans, if 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 it handles any other... Like, I'm, I'm curious as to whether or not this pulls it off ever. All right. I pose the challenge. Okay. You watch that without me, because <laughs> I don't want to do it, and update our audience on our next episode. Okay, I can do that. Cool. There was one called Duck Duck, some sort of pun. Moose. Oh, no, I think Goose. it was like Duck Duck Uh-Oh or something like that. <laughs> That's not a pun. That's very bad. <laughs> not, not a pun. Anyway, that you can watch. Okay. I'll check out Duck Duck Uh-Oh or whatever it was. Uh, yeah. Clearly it stuck with me, whatever it was. <laughs> what did we learn from this episode? Um, Happy chickens make you more money. Sure. Yeah. Which is the most important thing to learn from this is tips if you're running a chicken farm and looking to squeeze a couple extra bucks out of it. And if you're going to try to create a space tourism market Mm -hmm. you need to spend a little money on the shuttle yeah i mean these just this is you know the show is this show is a just kind of a how-to guide for billionaires Mm. accurate if you're a captain of industry (laughs) 
Um, or a captain of anything, really. Yeah, if you're captain industry, captain of a soccer team, like captain Aaron was. Crunch? If you're Captain Crunch. Did you say I was captain of a soccer team? Weren't you captain of a soccer team? No. Do you think I've played sport in my life? What were you? Weren't you? I was cap- the manager. I kept track of points and shit. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't go on the field. Do you think you I know how sport works? <laughs> clearly, because you, you thought I played it. You clearly know more about sport than I do. <laughs> you're the jock here. <laughs> I was a theater nerd. Thank you. (laughs) Before we wrap things up, we've just put together a ranking that you can check whenever you want to see how all of our shows stack up against each other. We'll post links to it on Twitter and we'll post links to it on Instagram and in the notes to this episode. But before we sign off, we're going to take this show and add it to that list and figure out where it sits in our ranking. Oh, God. Okay. So I'm just going to pick a spot right here in the middle here. Was this better or worse than bubble guppies i would say worse what about number blocks Mm, that's hard Mm, i see what's after number blocks pup academy i think it's worse than pup academy but better than number blocks maybe number blocks is in the wrong spot (laughs) (laughs) so pup academy like at this point we didn't even make it through a full episode of pup academy oh right we turned it off that's right okay all right all right uh after number blocks okay so this is going to go between number blocks and pup academy yep at a ranking that i don't know because i didn't actually number any of these (laughs) wait it doesn't number it for you they're just like in list order they're just in the list order yeah yeah all Mm. right Mm. that's annoying i'll have to see about this cool if you want to tell us about another show that we should watch that's dumber than this one please do I'll, I may not like you afterwards for a little while, but I'll get over it and it'll produce a good episode probably. Or if you want to say hi, or if you know any unicorns that say their name when they talk or anything like that, you can find us on Twitter at STIC podcast on Instagram at screen time is canceled. And you can email us at screen time is canceled at gmail.com. We'd also love it if you go on any of your podcast ranking sites, your podcast ranking forums message boards open up your podcast ranking instant messenger groups um go on icq and where you talk about podcast (laughs) rankings or open up an irc channel about it and just talk about us big us up tell us about how you much you love our show and how fun and cool we are and how attractive we are and how we have like tons of dates to the prom and stuff please if you leave a review (laughs) please say something about how andrew has all the dates to the prom please (laughs) it's what i'm known for in podcast circles. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Bye. Bye, y'all. Screen Time is Cancelled is written and produced by your host, Andrew and Alan. Our theme music is Winner Winner by Kevin McLeod. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you.